It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, April the 9th as we come off yet another Phillies victory. The Phillies win 4-3 to three in a tight one last night at Citizens Bank Park. A well-played, well-pitched, fun baseball game as the Phillies prevail on the back of Reese Hoskins. Hoskins, a big night. We'll dive into it all as the Phillies uh, have yet to lose a, a series opener this season, their fourth straight series opening win. They open the season, of course, with the sweep of Atlanta at home and then go to Washington, win the Bryce Harper return game, drop their first game of the season after that, and then come home to win two of three, of course, including the Friday night opener. So they do it again. They open a three-game home series with the Washington Nationals with another victory, 4-3, to three, as we said yesterday, uh, fun game. We'll dive into it all as the Phillies sit atop the National League East at seven and two on the season. They have two more against Washington tonight. Aaron Nola on the hill against Steven Strasburg. Certainly the premier pitching matchup of the series. And as Pavetta and Jeremy Ellickson will square off on Wednesday night, and the Phillies an off day on Thursday before heading down to Miami for a series with the Marlins, but we will get to that a little bit later as a happy Nola day, but we'll dive into that later. The Phillies again at seven and two win last night, Vincent Velasquez, his first start of the season. And he actually pitches pretty well. Look, not great at times, but um, he didn't nibble the way he normally has quite as much. He seemed to trust his stuff at times more. Goes five innings, allows two runs on a Kurt Suzuki home run in the second inning. Strikes early. The Nationals do get a 2 nothing lead. That would be a race in the fourth inning uh, when Oduble Herrera would hit his first home run of the season. But, but first back to Velasquez, who, again, four hits in five innings, two strikeouts, and this is the big number here. No walks for Vincent Velasquez last night. That is... Always a good sight from Vinny and unexpected every single time, but hopefully a harbinger of good things to come. Uh, I think the number of pitches in the AD region was exactly where you would expect him to be in his first start of the season after pitching out of the pen early on. And uh, look, I think he did a nice job in five innings. He gave the team a chance, kept them in the game. He would leave in a 2-2 ball game as the aforementioned Odubo Herrera would hit his first home run of the season with JT Realmuto on base. He would hit a bomb to right field, just a no doubt about it off the bat home run. Odubo clearly locked in so far, batting 324 on the season. Again, his first home run, but as obviously had a bunch of doubles, had the three-double game and the loss to the Nats in uh, in their first loss of the season back in Washington. So um, nice to see him locked in right now, and uh, that was certainly a big home run for them. And then the rest of the scoring would come from Reese Hoskins, who had hit home runs in the sixth and the eighth inning. The eighth inning homer, a little insurance that would prove to come into play before that. The bullpen just did a great job last night and Pat Neshek scared us a little bit at the end but prior to that Sir Anthony Dominguez comes in in the sixth and ultimately is the winning pitcher on record for the game gets the win and well deserved because 
we have been very nervous about what we've seen from Sir Anthony so far. The showing in Washington in the game they lost where he gave up the one earned run and then obviously the Reese Hoskins error at first base allowed the second but certainly didn't look crisp and then came in on Saturday against the Twins and just got beat up for three runs on an Eddie Rosario home run and just didn't seem to have the same bite to his stuff and last night it certainly looked like the stuff was back he had a couple pitches one cutter in particular that was just absolutely nasty and pitched a clean in and gets a strikeout and gets a win for his effort so that is certainly important and look again this is what we've talked about so many times here but you can't overreact to early season small sample size stuff, especially with relief pitchers or only pitching an inning here and inning there. It's really hard to to overreact too much to one or two or three bad performances. So either way, it was nice to see Sir Anthony have the stuff back, and hopefully this is just him getting going, and, and we're going to see more of that. Look, we're going to talk in a little bit about a guy who's taking the hill tonight for the Phillies who has not had his best stuff to start the season but I'm not worried about Aaron Nola. So uh, either way, nice to see Sir Anthony get his stuff back a little bit last night, and it'll be certainly something we keep a close eye on is I think uh, out of the guys in the bullpen and certainly guys who so far this season have pitched better than Sir Anthony, I think that Sir Anthony has the best arm in the bullpen. And ultimately, if all pitchers are pitching at their peak, level wouldn't that be something uh sir anthony is the best of the bunch and would be the peak peak pitcher as it were so uh nice to see him getting back into form david robertson also pitches a a nice inning gave up a hit but looked much better that a lot more bite to that splitter that he throws and again look that's a guy who he's now had uh two and two-thirds clean innings pitched a clean inning on friday in a lower leverage situation pitched a clean two-thirds of an inning on Sunday, though he ran into a little bit of trouble there, but ultimately looked much better. And yesterday, certainly, certainly looking better. A nice inning from Robertson. And in between them, sandwiched with the two guys who everyone expects to close, who everyone expected to close the the bulk of the games here, uh, was uh, Adam Morgan, who just continues to be awesome. Adam Morgan has looked just great so far this season and uh it was it's been talked about a fair amount but he is throwing the slider uh, a lot more this season 40 percent of his pitches have been that slider and that slider is just a wipeout type of pitch to left-handed hitters it's i mean it seems to me like it should be unhittable uh you know i don't know how you can read that it is going to slide and and if you don't you're swinging and the ball is just cutting so far away from your bat that you absolutely have no chance to hit it it is a it's a really impressive pitch and he's certainly locked in with it right now so uh great to see that because the phillies have not had many dominant obviously starters left-handed starters as we have not had left-handed stars in the city for a while ranger suarez when he started that game last year i think it was the first start for left-hander since 2016 or something like that but it's been since Hamels for sure that we have had any sort of dominant type of left-handed pitcher here and obviously Cliff Lee prior to that. But as in terms of a bullpen arm, you know, the Phillies have not been known for dominant left-handed relievers either. And uh, 
He is uh, Adam Morgan has, has looked really good so far, and if he can continue to be a weapon uh, from that side, you know that is um that would be really big for this team moving forward. All right. Uh, also, and then bullpen it gets to the ninth inning, and the guy who has pitched the best so far this season in that pen, the guy you feel the best about. Mr. Pat Neshek strides out and you're feeling pretty darn good, even though, look, it does seem like whoever, look, we we still have the DNA of the last few seasons in us last year. Oh my God, how many times did we see Hector Neris or whoever blow a ninth inning lead? It was uh, almost too many to count gut-wrenching, horrendous losses that we suffered last season. Um, so you kind of get those chills come back when Pat Neshek leads off the ninth inning last night by giving up a home run and then a double, and you are sitting there just saying, man, and like the heart of the order's up, and, and you're just like, hmm, oh, man. I was just starting to feel like whenever Pat Neshek came in a game, we were good. He was one of the guys I could rely on. He was one of the guys I could trust. And then, you know, of course, that's he would that's when he would stab me in the back. But no, Pat Nishak bears down and guts it out and gets three straight outs. Ultimately, Rendon only advancing as far as third base and Nishak just gets it done. As every Phillies fan was certainly sweating it out. But Pat Neshek had it and ultimately gets the save. The Phillies win 4-3. to three. Again, as I mentioned before, that Reese Hoskins second home run in the moment uh, felt like, oh, nice to have a lead. Reese hit his second night. And both of his home runs just really uh, impressive pieces of hitting similar to the home run from uh, Sunday that basically won them the game, obviously, a 2-1 to one game. Reese hitting some clutch home runs for this team, some important home runs already. Um, similar to that one, uh, he was kind of going down and he's just golfing these balls out of the ballpark. He's taking pitches low in the zone and just, you know, kind of launch angling them out of the park. And it's really impressive to watch. He is just absolutely locked in some more stats on Rees a little bit later as he's actually really having a great season so far, but, um, just, a, a monster, Second home run is ultimately it gave Nishak just the cushion he needed to ultimately close that game out. And um, Reese has just been absolutely locked in at the play. Uh, some other notes from the game, just things to, to not miss. Uh, Gene Segura uh, got two hits, reach on an error as well. He's He's just a really fun hitter. He's fun to watch. He's someone who... Seems to swing at every single pitch. It has to be an egregious ball for him not to swing at it. And yet he makes contact with everything. And he finds ways to, you know, kind of pull his hands in or push his hands out or maneuver his arms in ways that he can kind of fist balls where they need to go. Or he can kind of just tap it right into the right spot. He is, um, he's such a fun hitter to watch. He's a breath of fresh air after the, uh, as we kind of expected him to be. I think we, I, I certainly use that term after watching Gene Segura play the last few years out in, you know, Seattle and Los Angeles and wherever. Um, I've enjoyed, uh, he's, he's one of those guys who's just a really fun hitter to watch, but with the guys, the kind of strikeouts we've dealt with, the kind of down teams we've had, he's really a breath of fresh air, but 
Um, another two hits last night, and obviously plays a solid short. Uh, his middle infield partner last night, not Cesar Hernandez, as uh, Gabe Kapler, as many had thought he might, decides to give Cesar the night off and start Scott Kingery at his natural position in second. And look, Kingery did a nice job. Kingery with two hits goes two for four, um, beats out an infield single. Uh, in his first at bat, and he's really quick down the line. He hustles, you know, and he's definitely, he's fast. He's definitely a weapon with the speed perspective. Um, nice to see Kingery, you know, kind of grab the roll a little bit and uh, try and play well in his first outing, a very solid second baseman as well. So um, that should be interesting moving forward to see how many more starts he gets. I think he certainly earned the opportunity to get some starts, but you also want to get Cesar going. At least I think at this point, Cesar, a healthy, or, you know, not a healthy, excuse me, he's healthy, but a locked in or not struggling Cesar is probably at his peak a better hitter right now than Kingery is. But of course, Kingery, more the future. Uh, and certainly, I think probably a higher ceiling for sure, too. But um, that'll be interesting to see how Kapler divvies those, uh, those starts out moving forward. But it was nice to see Hoskin, uh, nice to see Kingery uh, kind of grab that opportunity. And, and run with it. Uh, one more thing that I just, I noticed that I thought was kind of awesome. I've noticed it a few times uh, in his post game interview on, uh, on NBC sports, Philadelphia uh, with Greg Murphy after the game Hoskins. The first thing he does when he's asked about his night and his two home runs is he credits his teammates. And, and it's, you know, here's the thing. He had two solo home runs, but he credits his teammates and says, you know, having, I know that I can go out there, I can have a bad night and I got eight guys who are going to pick it up for me. And you just, you know, whatever, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm happy to play with these guys and all that. And and it seems like every time one of these guys is interviewed in the post game, and I know Harper's done it a couple times, this is what they do. They credit their teammates immediately. And I feel like that is such a good sign for the camaraderie that we're seeing with this team, for the team chemistry, for... Um, you know, portending good things to come. The fact that these guys like each other and appreciate playing with each other. And, oh, yeah, they're all really talented and seem to feed off each other. And there's a real excitement and energy with this group and with this clubhouse is really heartening to see. It's great to see. And it's exciting to see because, as you know, we've discussed on this show many times, Excitement in Philadelphia baseball has been few and far between over the last huh, decade or so. You know, maybe we had some some fun times at the far end of that decade, but it's been pretty barren for a while. And now we have something really exciting um, to root for and something to be excited about. And the fact that this team feels that way too, and they're acting that way, and they and they like each other and. It just really adds to the whole thing. And again, I also think it's it's a good sign. I'm a big believer in, I know there are a lot of people who aren't big believers in chemistry and all that team chemistry. And look, I know that it, you know, I don't think you always have to have that to win, but I certainly don't think it hurts. And I think that we saw an example in this city with the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles where I think it was a big reason they did win is that chemistry and camaraderie they had and us against the world and all that. And I just like what I've seen from the Phillies in that department so far. And I think, I think Gabe Kapler deserves a lot of credit for that as well, for fostering that type of environment. But um, I just think it keeps coming up and it's really nice to see. All right, coming up, uh, we will look at some, uh, a little deeper into some of the stats, especially Reese Hoskins and what he's doing so far this season 
and we will look ahead to the rest of this national series, especially tonight. A big one. Nola Day is obviously it has not been a banner start to the season for Nola, but only two starts in the season. We'll talk about what we want to see tonight from him and more moving on. So coming up, uh, we will continue right here on Phillies today. So uh, we'll be right back. We are back. It is Phillies today. James Seltzer as we continue to revel in having a fun baseball on this team. One more thing I forgot to mention from the game, by the way, last night is it was a, it was a fun game, a compelling game. Uh, the uh, Harper to Segura to throw, real Muta to throw out Ryan Zimmerman at the plate in the fourth inning, which again, considering they won a 4-3 game, ultimately ended up being a huge play. I was surprised they sent Zimmerman in that spot, but Harper makes a great throw to Segura, the cutoff man, and Segura makes a really great pivot kind of as he was taking the ball from Harper in right field and kind of his body facing center field is able to kind of pivot his body around and make a dart to the plate and throw out Real Muto Harper. His second outfield assist of the season only had one all of last season. I uh, I was a big proponent of the Harper as a bad outfielder was incredibly overrated as a narrative. And so far, it's looking like that was true. So, um, all right, uh, some stats, and then we'll look ahead. Reese Hoskins, uh, we talked, obviously, about the greatness of Reese from last night and the way he's just been kind of going down and golfing these balls out of the ballpark. Um, it really is a sight to see. Um, but in terms of, of uh, kind of comparative to the rest of the league so far, and obviously we are only, for the Phillies, nine games into the season, and some other teams more games, which makes this a little more interesting. But um, Reese is tied for the third most home runs in the league um, with, uh, with five. He is second in RBI in all of baseball with a 16, tied for fifth in runs as well. Obviously, he's carried the offense the last two games, both low-scoring one-run games. Um, it's, it's awesome to see as obviously we love our new arrivals. Obviously Bryce Harper has made as good a first impression as anyone could ever make on the city of Philadelphia. It is a a thrill to have that guy here, but, um, and obviously McCutcheon and, you know, real Mudo, even though he hasn't been hitting just the poise and the control of the staff and blocking everything and throwing guys out and, Obviously, um, you know, we've loved our guys. It's a Segura. I've just raved about this guy. He's banged 342 on the season, but it's nice to see our guy, the guy who's kind of been here through it all and through the rough seasons, Reese Hoskins, having success and being part of a great team. It's just, uh, I'm really happy for him. He's batting 367 on the season, by the way. Um, you look down the lineup, it's just so impressive. I mentioned Segura batting 342. Harper's batting 345. Herrera's batting 324, as I mentioned before. It's just, uh, this lineup is cooking right now. And, and Franco, who's been, uh, you know, as an OPS over 12, uh, 1100, is batting 276. It is just, uh, it's been really fun to watch as this lineup has been absolutely relentless on a night-to-night basis as, um, again, they might not be putting up the huge run totals every night that they were earlier in the season, which, of course, they're not going to average eight or nine runs a game or whatever. That has never happened before in the history of baseball. You never know. Look, there's a first for everything, but in the National League without a DH, I think it'd be really hard to do that, but 
is Philly's offense is doing enough and they're hitting big home runs in big spots and they're, you know, getting the job done and they're aggressive with their base running and they're stealing runs when they can. And look, it seems like it's funny because I, I was just lauding Hoskins for his post game interview. But the heart of what he's saying is actually what makes this lineup so relentless. It really is true that anybody can go through a cold spell, which happens in Major League Baseball. Everybody does. It's a sport where, the as we always talk about, it's such a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason, that the even the best hitters only succeed three out of ten times. But that, of course, is A, true, and B, it, it leads that pr- players are prone to hot streaks and cold streaks, a lot of players, and at times they will really struggle. We've seen, look, the guy we're just talking about is picking everyone up right now the last few games, Reese Hoskins, is certainly someone who will go through cold stretches of baseball. We've seen it in his career so far, but when you have guys where it's like, one night it can be Harper, one night it can be Hoskins, one night it can be Real Muto, another night it's O'Double, another night it's Franco, another night it's, you know, it's McCutcheon, and then, you know, it's Harper again, and Segura, and it's just, it is, it's pretty awesome. It's a lineup where it really does, and also the way it's built with, they have so many guys who get on base at such a consistent clip with McCutcheon and Harper and, you know, Cesar and... Um, you know, Segura, who just consistently hits the ball over 300 and all that. Um, it's and Hoskins gets on base. It's just a, uh, it's a really fun lineup, and they are, uh, they are fun to watch because they, it really does feel like this team is never out of a game. I don't fret a lead the same way. I fret the bullpen breaking down more than I fret a lead, but um, it's fun to watch. All right, speaking of fun to watch. Hopefully tonight, Aaron Nola will get back to being fun to watch as Nola, he's been great last season, uh, one of the Cy Young contenders in the National League and has just not had a great start to the season. Look, it happens. It happens. I am not worried at all about Aaron Nola, but I think it would certainly ease the fan base's worries a little bit as there are a lot of people who haven't paid attention to baseball as much as uh, the last few years. And now that the Phillies are back, there are more eyes on it and people don't remember that it's a long season and it takes time and to give players time. So I, I think it'll ease a lot of people's worry. But um, I, I, look, Nola's going to figure it out. He's going to be fine. He's going to figure out what mechanical issue he's having or what maybe he's just having a dead arm period, which happens to tons of pitchers coming out of spring training. Look, Chris Sale's throwing 88 right now. I mean, that happens. And look, sometimes it's a real issue, but I think with Aaron Nola, at his age, with his track record, I am willing to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's going to be fine. And I think this is actually a really interesting start for him from the perspective of him having struggled so far and also facing the team that he just had his worst start of his two-star. Look, he's only had two starts. That's why it's so crazy to talk about Aaron Nola in, in, a, uh, in a panicky type of way. But it'll be nice to see him get the opportunity to go up against a Washington lineup that had success against him the other day and to get the chance to, to kind of grit down and, and show us the Aaron Nola we know. So I'm very much looking forward to that tonight. And then, of course, Pavetta hopefully could do the same tomorrow. As this Phillies lineup is going to keep them in games, and if Nola can go out and give them something, um, they can continue to win. If they win tonight, they've won another series, and that's all you got to do. Just keep winning series, and you're going to be one of the better teams in baseball. And right now, 
they're certainly playing like it. So uh, hopefully, 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 Nola can get them back to track. Get back on track tonight. I am bullish that he will be able to do so, but um, we won't know until tonight. We will. Uh, we will have our finger crossed. But I am. Uh, I am. I am predicting a closer to form Aaron Nola. Maybe he hasn't figured it all out, gotten it all back to where it needs to be, but. I think Nola's going to show us the guy we remember, at least it's in fits and starts tonight, if that's a phrase. Um, uh, I think we'll see more positive than negative from Nola tonight, and uh, and I think the lineup will rake it again, though. Steven Strasburg, his opponent, uh, obviously can pitch as well and looked great in his last start against the Mets, but the Nats' bullpen has been an issue, and the Phillies have preyed on it. So um, it should be a fun one tonight. Either way, we will be back, hopefully, to talk about a Nola win, but either way, back to talk about it all tomorrow. Right here on Phillies Today, right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.